I'm T-Bone. I'm Pac-Man. We know nothing about bagels. If you're looking for expertise, we may stumble across it or accidentally poke it with a stick, but we're not in. Welcome. Sit down, let's eat. Finally, a podcast about bagels. Welcome to season two of Finally, a podcast about bagels. This better be a good episode because it took us over a year to make episode one of season two. You know what I have been thinking about uh, since our last podcast? What's that? Um, you mentioned a thing called the Bagel Manifesto. Give me a little piece of what that is. Yeah, the Bagel Manifesto um, by Kenji Lopez for uh, Serious Eats. Give me one of the festos. Let's cover slicing. This is an excerpt. He really, I'm not, I'm not going to read it out loud because no. that's boring. But essentially he said, a bagel should be sliced in half horizontally so that it can be properly topped. But it should also be sliced vertically. So essentially you've turned your bagel into four pieces. Is something he says allows you to eat the bagel one quarter at a time, which is ideal from, get this, a textural standpoint to get the right amount of texture so that the top of your teeth first meet with the cream cheese while the bottom of your teeth first meet with the crisp crust. And also provides, and here's a quote, a convenient point of entry that a completely round bagel half doesn't give you. I couldn't agree more when I eat a bagel with the crust on the top and the crust on the bottom, there's no happiness happening. My mouth is fighting to get in at that cream cheese. It's fighting <laughs> to taste the middle. Right. And the middle just gets pummeled by the outside when you don't cut it like that. Kenji, props. Yeah, you're onto something. We've got to also check out our Instagram. There's a how not to cut <laughs> your bagels. <laughs> like the guy's finger is through the hole as he's <laughs> holding on to the bagel as he's cutting. Yeah. That's not the proper method. <laughs> Apparently, the hole in the bagel is not for your finger to sit through and to, to, to hold your bagel. No, instead. that's for all the cream cheese to go. Another, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Most of your cream cheese ends up squishing out that middle piece. Yeah. Yeah. We have a diagram on that, too. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Bagels by Jarrett. Not his first name. His first name is just Jarrett. But um, known to the world on Instagram and in New Jersey as Bagels by Jarrett. This guy caught our attention on Instagram. He's got some pretty delicious looking posts. And he seemed like a odd enough character that uh, he might just uh, fit in here on the podcast. So, uh, so let's hang out with Jarrett for a few minutes. I mean, we'd love to hear about your background. Like, you know, where'd you grow up and uh, what'd you end up doing? And, and if you have a... Great segue into how that turned into you spending your life with bagels. That'd be great. Nobody talks to me anymore. So this is, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in New Jersey um, and uh, right out of high school, I was in a band. I had started a record label and I was 13 years old. Yeah, I played bass, but I wasn't like, I'm going to be a great bassist. I was like, I'm going to be in a touring band. So I uh, started a record label because no one would sign my band. So we had to put something out. So I started the record label. <laughs> Toured the world, um, United States a million times, uh, Japan, the United Kingdom, Australia. Uh, while recording records and writing records, you don't make any money. 
So I got into video production, my friend said, become a production assistant in New York City, and you, you work on commercials, and you make 200 bucks a day, and I went, $200 a day? Oh my God, I'm gonna be rich, it's gonna be amazing. So I started doing that, got rich off my $200 a day, and um, became an assistant director, then started directing, producing. We fast forward a little bit, my uh, my wife loves uh, hot pretzels, and it's a, a Sunday football day in our, in our old uh, first condo that we bought together. And I'm like, I'm gonna make her hot pretzels. I'm like, I'm gonna put everything seeds on those pretzels. Mm. I'm like, I'm gonna make a veggie cream cheese dip for those pretzels. And we ate it and we're like, it's a pretzel, but it's trying to be a bagel. <laughs> so I'm like, there's no good bagels around here. I'm trying to find a good bagel in West Orange where I live and I cannot find a, a good bagel. Honestly, it only took messing around with recipes three or four times that I came up with this recipe and we bit in and we're like, holy shit. That's a really good bagel. And so I called some friends over. I'm like, yo, try this bagel. And they're like, holy shit, that is the best bagel I've ever had. And so I started baking them and giving them out from my house. And the rule was, because in, in the state of New Jersey, you're not allowed to bake and sell out of your home. So all I could do was bake and donate, if you will. I'd say, hey, come get bagels. You can only get one. I'm not here to feed your family. I'm here for you to taste this bagel. And the rule is you have to post on social media about it, the review. But you also have to post how you paid it forward in town somehow. Oh. So people would come get the bagel, eat it, go, holy shit, that is the best bagel. Post a picture of the bagel because now it was like a pride thing. They're like, I got one. Because by the time I posted, after five minutes, every bagel was spoken for. A woman in town was opening the bakery and she said, hey, why don't you come do bagels at my soft opening? Hmm. And I said, that's stupid. It's your soft opening. Don't you want people to buy your cupcakes and all of your products that you're making? And what she knew that was gonna happen was that a lot of people were gonna come out to get this infamous, hard to get, who is Jared, what is this mystery bagel? And she was right. And we had hundreds of people online in the rain on a Saturday and sold out in an hour and a half. Wow. Every bagel. The ugliest bagel. I'm like, I don't even wanna sell you that one. And they're like, I'm taking it. <laughs> My buddy was up from South Carolina. His brother came over for brunch and made bagels. And his brother's like, this is amazing. Why aren't you opening the shop? And I said, cause I don't need money. And he said, well, I have money. I said, okay. He said, what do you think it's gonna cost? I'm like, I don't know, I've never done this before. And sure enough, I was able to bring on a team of investors to, um, to invest in this and open a bagel shop. And then COVID hit, <laughs> three weeks into opening. No, wow. So you're just fresh on the scene then? Three weeks. Wow. We were so fresh that we were only open two days a week because we couldn't keep up with the demand. We'd open on Wednesday sell out in under five hours. We would clean up, go home and die, because we were exhausted, come back Thursday, Friday, prep that same thing again, Saturday, sell out the bagels within five hours again, and then sleep on Sundays. It sounds to me like you were training your clients from the beginning to do the curbside pickup. Like from the beginning. I, you know what, I never actually even looked at it like that, but yeah, I guess they were, they, it was curbside at my- uh, You my... invented it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, check this out. So we actually had a doorman who held open the door for you to limit the amount of people in the shop before COVID. We limited the amount of people in the shop. My staff always wore gloves before people, before COVID. We were wiping everything down because we wanted everything to feel fresh and clean. We social distanced before that word, I knew what that word meant. <laughs> Back to the band thing. When you start a band, who comes to see your show? Well, your friends, right? And if you're good, then your friends tell their friends about the band and the band grows, right? So for me, it was always treating the shop like the band. 
right? So let me make you my friend. Let me give you my, listen to my song, eat my bagel, basically, right? Realize that my bagel's a hit single, right? And then tell your friends about this new band. Tell your friends about this new bagel shop. So we have that DIY punk rock ethic towards stuff, which is also why when a customer gives me shit, fine, go fuck this place. Like I don't, there's, there's bagel, there's other bagel shops. Like there's 30, 40, 50 people behind you right now. Mother's Day, you know, we get one or two people losing their mind because we're slammed. It's Mother's Day. I don't care. You're leaving. You want your here's your refund. Now, if I fuck up your order, I own it. All right. Like if you order our buffalo wings, which are a huge seller at the bagel shop, I know it's weird. And I forget to give you your ranch dressing, and you're all the way home, 20 minutes away, and you call and you're like, "Yo, I didn't get my ranch with my wings." I refund your whole order because I want ranch with my wings. If my wings don't have ranch, mm. I don't want it. If my nachos don't have sour cream, I don't want it. Mm. So to me, it's not even just this little condiment that you missed for two bucks. It's I ruined your eating experience that you were supposed to get. So those people I care about and those people I take care of. But anyone who calls and gives a shit or, no, you should do this. Why aren't you doing that? Why don't you have an egg bagel? Because we don't use food coloring like every other fucking place in New Jersey to say that it's an egg bagel. Because we don't lie to our customers like that. You know, that's why we don't have egg bagels. Because I don't buy the food coloring for them like everyone else does. Because it's not an egg bagel. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're honest maybe to a fault. Um, but the truth is, people like that about us, too. They get in on the punk rockness of the shop. And we're not looking to start shit, but if you start with us and you're at some calls for, I mean, my crew outside doing curbside, they know that if, if a customer's rude to them, I'll go outside and talk to that customer. And I've refunded customers. I go, you're not eating with us today. And they're like, what? I'm like, you were rude to my, my crew member. But like, well, I just, no, no, you were rude to my crew member. That's unacceptable. I refunded your card. Here's the receipt. You can eat with us another day, but you're not going to be eating with us today. You know, I stand up for my team. You're a rock star, man. Honestly, your your employees must just love you, and your six thousand three hundred and forty followers. I get why they're following you, man. You are you are passionate, and you are a diehard. Yeah, I, I love I love that statement. That it's like I put the music in the bagel, yeah. and I share it with people I love. And just like music, some people will like it, and some people won't. Yeah, and the not, point not is, for everyone. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not offended. I get it. Hey, Jared, I got a question for you. So let's say all six thousand three hundred and forty followers are at your place right now. We're eating bagels. What album is playing inside your shop? What's oh. the soundtrack to your <laughs> store? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jimmy Eat World. Nice. <laughs> okay. We used to always have Jimmy Eat World on the TV. We always had concerts going of Jimmy Eat World. Um, There's a fair amount of panic at the disco when we opened. It's usually, I am I'm laughing because I am notorious for overplaying songs. Um, and I forget the hell that that puts other people through. Uh, I've had this recent little obsession with Machine Gun Kelly. Um, all my wife's fault. She was starting to play it at home. Like I'd get home from work and it was on. And this morning I had the one acoustic version of um, of, uh, oh, what's the song? Uh, Bloody Valentine of Machine Gun Kelly's. I was here for an hour by myself this morning prepping, and uh, I had that song on repeat for a full hour before anyone else came in, because I'm awful. I, I can listen to the same song over. <laughs> you were three weeks in when the pandemic hit. Take us through your mind at that point. It was a random day that we're open, uh, maybe a Wednesday or whatever, and I see that like it's dying out, it's quiet. And I'm like, we have to switch to curbside. And I go right on the internet and I say, we are now officially curbside. We'll take your order when you get here, blah, 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 blah. Cars just start pulling up like crazy. 
people are writing their orders on paper and handing them, slipping them through or leaving them in their trunk, like top level COVID stuff. Um, and so we switched fully to curbside. And as it evolved since, you know, now a year in doing it, everything changed. And then we switched to totally online ordering. Um, so now people just order from their phone or whatever their devices, show up, say their name. I've got one crew member outside, uh, gets their name and brings their food right to them. And that your, your, your sales uh, still were, were fine as a result of switching to all digital? Yeah, the average basket went up because you're just clicking on things, right? I know when I'm getting a delivery, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I'm guilty. Kids ravioli. If the kids ravioli is on the DoorDash menu, my kid's not old enough to eat ravioli yet, but I may get that kid's ravioli for me because I just want a couple <laughs> of them. So I don't mind the kid's menu on DoorDash and other services like that. But yeah, no, when you're just clicking for things, you end up, you typically buy more. Plus I can walk you through your transaction now. So as a simple example, the lawsuit is our number one bagel sandwich seller. That's our fried chicken, lettuce, mayo, super simple, but perfection. When you go to click on that underneath it, it says, would you like yucca fries with that? So now I've added to your basket just from that because I can walk you through that opposed to me just taking your order outside. Then it feels pushy and that. So this is online. And then the tipping, people tip that much better to the staff because it's right there and they're like, okay, 15, 20% or whatever. And the staff's walking with a, a better tip. And there's less mistakes being made because you're inputting it. It's not that my crew member misheard you say 12 plain bagels instead of 12 everything bagels. And now I'm out that extra dozen. You're inputting it into the system. So if something's wrong, it's most likely on you now. Yeah. Um, man, I, I could ask you so many more things, but let's, uh, let's get down to our final four. Yeah, the lightning round, four quick questions. Interpret them how you want. Okay. What do you love? I love hearing people say that that's the best blank I've ever eaten, whether it be the bagel or something else that I make. What do you hate? The fucking phone. Don't call the shop. I fucking hate the phone. I don't want to talk to you. In the world of bagels, what must always be? Perfection. And in the world of bagels, what must never be? Shit, bagels that have to be toasted to be good. Toasted. Boom! Amazing. Okay. Amazing. What's with this toasted, non-toasted thing? Like, what's up with that? Bagels should be served fresh and warm, in my opinion. As I said, sometimes things happen, you get a, a cooler bagel, but we'll throw them away and bake another batch. So we're baking fresh bagels all day, so there's no need to toast. If you have a bagel that's old or hard or cold, yeah, you gotta cut that thing open and toast it, and it's not the end of the world. It's not a bad bagel for it by any means. When we ship our bagels around the United States, we tell people to put them in the oven or to toast them if they want to, because they're not getting that fresh bagel out of the oven. But a proper bagel, in my view, should never have to be toasted. It should be fresh and warm. Well, that takes me to my next question. What's the key to shipping a bagel? We have magical dough, is all I can say. This recipe that I came up with and <laughs> built and did is fucking magic. It's absurd. I don't know. I'm not a baker. I was a home cook. Um, this dough is oddly magical. And we took some bagels on a Sunday that were left over. We wrapped them in saran wrap. We packaged them in a box like they were going to be shipped. And we left them for five days, as if the shipping took five days. We took them out of the box, we took them out of the store, and we're like, wow, it actually still smells like the bagel shot, smells pretty good. We put them in the oven, we warmed up, we said, holy shit, that's still a really good bagel. And we confirmed that we could ship them. From there, I did about 10 shipments to friends and family, different people who knew the bagel itself, different people who came from New Jersey, you know what a good bagel is. Shipped to everyone, said, just tell me what you think. You can't offend me. Just, I'm not my bagel. You can't offend me. Tell me what you think. And everyone's like, these are phenomenal. 
And now we're actually starting to finally see repeat customers. We haven't been pushing the shipping because the United States Postal Service was so messed up during COVID that so many shipments were like getting there in two or three weeks. And that's not a very good bagel. That's a green bagel. That's the same type of bagel. <laughs> green fuzzy bagels uh, should not yeah. be eaten. <laughs> but it's actually really turned around now and shipments are going, are doing well. So we're actually going to start pushing it again, which is mailabagel.com. One day I would love for me and T-Bone to walk into your place. What would you make for us? Like if we had, we have no, we're just going to leave it up to you. What are we having? If someone's new and they're like, what should I get? I tell them two things that they need to get. One is they have to get an everything bagel with veggie cream cheese because that's how this all started. Um, and that is still my favorite combo that we do. The scallion's awesome too. I switch back and forth a little bit, but everything with veggie. And then I always tell everyone to get the lawsuit, which is that fried chicken sandwich that we do. Um, the chicken joe is a next favorite, which is our homemade chicken salad, homemade coleslaw, Russian dressing and bacon. It's unbelievable. And the longer it sits, the mushier and like better it actually gets. Like a three-day-old chicken Joe is just unbelievable. Um, but the lawsuit and the everything veggie cream cheese are the two must-tries. How do people find you? Our Instagram, Bagels by Jarrett. Good luck spelling Jarrett. That was a good move by me. That was called my goddamn name. Uh, and they still can't spell my fucking name. People try to get jobs. They email Jarrett at bagelsbyjarrett.com. And in the email body, it says Jarrett, J-A-R-E-D. <laughs> You're trying to get a job. I, I said I'm about perfection. I'm a particular person. I have no patience whatsoever in this shop. Spell my fucking name right. It's in the email. It's on the door. Like <laughs> Two R's, two T's, yes. one E. <laughs> you got um, bagelsbyjarrett.com, J-A-R-R-E-T-T. And also mailabagel.com. Man, that URL is going to be worth something someday. Hopefully I can retire and close this fucking shop. <laughs> <laughs> your, your gorgeous, uh, pristine, nobody's come into it except for three weeks before the pandemic store is located in New Jersey. Where in New, New Jersey? Jersey? West, West Orange, New Jersey. If you were the flying to New York airport, you'd only be about 15 minutes away. Not even a half hour to New York City. Don't go changing, man. Nice meeting you. Pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. What do you think, man? You can feel how much he loves bagels. What I love too is a, is his approach to bagels, uh, which was he began it on the side. He was experimenting with stuff. He he saw what worked and what didn't, and he slowly, slowly sort of built up that reputation. And I think that's one of those just general things anybody can learn from, which is if you put some effort behind an idea, that's the only way to get it to start. Yeah. Work beats talent if talent doesn't work. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> What I'm hoping is we don't have to put any effort into this particular podcast yeah. in order to be successful. But <laughs> Don't worry, we put very little effort. Yes, <laughs> so little effort. So if, like us, you know nothing about bagels, or like Jarrett, you know everything about bagels. Way too much about bagels. This is probably the podcast for you. Finally. A podcast about bagels. If you know a thing or two about bagels, or just need to get on the mic and vent about a bagel-related conspiracy, let us know. You can find us on Instagram, drop a comment on Apple Podcasts, and please, subscribe and download. Do we have to say that? Yes. Can't people just do that if they feel like it? Yeah, I don't know. Every podcast I ever listened to says that. Not us. Not this time. Don't subscribe. Mm. Don't pick the stars and say stuff. Forget it. Who cares? We're a podcast, not cops. So what should you do? Give someone a bagel. Yeah. Yeah. Produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.